Okay, welcome everybody to the first community live show hangout uh, for the Whale Shares project. Um, we'd like to welcome everybody today and let you know how this kind of graduated to the community hangout. In the past, we used to have uh, developer launch team based hangouts, thankfully to Crazy Krista and PowerPix. And this week it's changed. Um, they're handing off more to the community so that um, the actual code is still being worked on, still being developed, but as time goes on, the updates are less frequent. And now it's coming to a point where the community itself has to come out with their own ideas, suggestions, and learn how to work together for the success of the platform. So this week we're going to bring forward one particular suggestion, which is called centralization and decentralization. It's a hot topic because when you consider platforms of this nature, um, there's certain levels of different uh, centralization and decentralization that have to be taken into account. Nothing is truly decentralized and nothing is 100% centralized. There's of an interweaving of both concepts. And in some cases, full decentralization works. And in some cases, you need some sort of effort for centralization as well. For instance, many of the projects, are, as far as Bitcoin goes, you notice that um, there's a centralized team of developers that have approval to make Bitcoin changes. Um, so does that make Bitcoin centralized? You could argue, well, no, in some respects it doesn't because it takes everybody in a decentralized nature to ad adopt the code. So there's different levels of everything. And part of the discussion today that um, I'm going to be, bring forward and Cerulean Blue is going to bring forward is different aspects of that. And then we're going to move to a Q&A. Um, and as well as commentary from the community itself so we can hear your views on the importance of it as it relates to whale, whale share specifically. So um, getting started, um, I'd like uh, to introduce my co-host, uh, Sir Liam Blue. Go ahead. Thank you very much, Intelliguy. Um, first off, I'd like to say hello to everyone and thank you all for joining us tonight. I know I'm excited to be doing this and I hope you all are excited to be here. <laughs> Um, as Intelligat like said, we're going to be talking about the true meaning of decentralization or centralization and really what it, effects it has on our platform. Um, Intelligat. Like Is that you handing it back over to me? Sorry, my button seems to not be working very well. Yes, no, um, I was just saying that. I have, oh my god, I'm sorry, yes, take it from here. Okay, so one of the things, there's two major issues at the current time that, that um, seem to be focused on as far as centralization goes. One is new user onboarding, and we've seen in the past when you have a bunch of new user uh, ways to, for instance, mine your way onto a platform, which happened with Steam, um, that can fail because it ends up with a whole bunch of, you know, sock puppet accounts being created for future use or to just to self-reward each other uh, through a botnet network, and that that, that can't work that way. Um, another thing is is that if you give the power for approving accounts to one person, that person gets overwhelmed, and it also makes them the sole arbiter on whether or not an account gets approved. So moving to more of a decentralized aspect, whale shares move to have the top 20 witnesses which have earned the trust and support of the community as a result of their votes 
to decide whether or not a particular user was human-based or uh, project-based in such a fashion that they would have to read the, uh, the application and decide you get one vote per witness and once a cumulative value of certain number of witnesses um, would either approve or reject that particular application. And that kind of works in the short term. I am, as time goes on, the immediate need to, you know, enhance or change that will become quickly apparent. Um, another aspect of that was abuse, is that you can't truly vet every single person that comes on the platform, so then you create a potential where there's abuse cases. Now, one of the things that have been ported over from Steam was the flag. Um, you could flag a post to discount the rewards somebody would normally earn, if their content was considered abusive and that can result in things like plagiarism or um, you know just um, posts that were, were have absolutely no value to the greater community at all or per people that were just purposely gaming the reward system now flags work um, a little differently on whale shares as you may know so that it takes a lot more of your mana power to flag somebody and the purpose of that is is that it lowers the amount of um, changes you can make to the reward pool yourself as one account holder. So you couldn't use your entire mana power to go and sit there on a flagging spree and, and, and flag as easily as you could if you were to give rewards to good content. So it encourages more of a joint venture from multiple people on the platform to together use their flag power. Um, so that there's more people involved in when somebody should be flagged rather than just having a distaste of, well, if you gave me a flag, I'm going to flag you back. Flags are a very rudimentary way of settling disputes. Um, there's been proposals mentioned on the platform from different people about how to get, gather a group together to be able to thwart some of these people as a community effort using various job roles and titles. I think one of the biggest things is, is that a lot of people say, well, anything that's centralized, I don't want to have a part of. I understand that aspect of it. However, if you consider yourself in real-life situations, let's take a trade show, for instance. You go to a trade show, there's different vendors, you know, different products, there's different people mingling, there's seminars, and all of these things work in, a, in such a fashion that usually you have to pay to be at one of these things or at the very minimal, they're free to the public. But if somebody was to go in there and start uh, shoplifting products or toppling over displays or purposely uh, standing up and, and in the middle of a seminar and start blurting out obscenities nonstop because they, they felt that they could disrupt the whole show for all the attendees, Eventually, security would come in, they would escort them out. And that's the only way that these public um, venues can actually survive. Now you take whale shares, which is everybody can be at home. You can hide behind your computer screen. Nobody knows what you look like, where you live. And then these type of abuse situations that don't happen in public at a trade show actually can happen in social media platforms that are decentralized like Steam or whale shares. There has to be a better way. Now, there's two aspects that are coming up right now. I remember the day when Dan Larimer said, we, um, we need to have a way of having a un unique identifier per person. So rather than proof of brain, we could have proof of individuality. 
something like a reputation that follows you everywhere you go. It may can still be anonymous, but in the way that it's you've got verified levels. And back then, when he was still part of Steam, I kind of scoffed at him initially, and I said, there's no way you can uniquely identify people this way. And, you know, there's terms, mark of the beast, and all that kind of stuff, where you're numbering people. Um, it's... I said there's there's no way to do that, but I understand the need for wanting to do that so that people's uh, history and their reputation follows them. Not everybody has the time or the effort to look at somebody's past postings, their past curation behavior, their past everything when they make a judgment on whether or not to reward or to um, de-reward, I guess, or to flag someone. So going forward, I think for the community to survive is we're going to have to come up with community accepted practices that have tools and resources to deal with it. Now, if you consider something like an army, for instance, right? And, and I'm using this very uh, reluctantly because anything that talks about any type of violence like this is not generally acceptable today. But nonetheless, if you can just picture in your mind that an army will have various uh, tools at their, their disposal. They might have tanks and planes, but they will also have things like uh, ground troops or snipers or depending on what the situation calls for, they might use some, all, or just few of their resources. So when you're, when you're, you're dealing with uh, threats of some sort, you have to have a variety of tools at your disposal. Identifying which tools we currently have versus what we need to build versus what we can do with um, people just interacting or coming up with a group, um, you know, on this project is something we're going to have to do. That's leading back to centralization, but I'll tell you, with zero centralization, the platform in general won't be able to succeed. So you have to have a, a, a weight of a little bit of some centralized force against a decentralized community that can uh, create together. Because failing to do so is exactly what's gonna, what has happened to Steam, and it's exactly what's going to happen to whale shares, and we don't want that. That's the whole reason why we have our own blockchain, our own coders, our own people that are, we have some really good, solid people that are coming over from Steam that have decided uh, that they want to investigate whale shares more and bring their talents and skills here, which is nice to see. So this is, to me, as a fresh start. It's one of the reasons why I'm here. Um, and let's see if Cerulean Blue has something to contribute to that. Most definitely. Um, what you were talking about there with the account signups is important, and I'd like to get back to that. But just in general with the flagging, um, putting together a group, I mean, as you were saying, to defend people on our platform or in an open space, you do need some sort of group that's tasked with protecting people. And I really don't feel that that's a form of, I mean, I guess it is a form of centralization, but I don't feel that it's the bad form of centralization because for one thing, group members can change just like witnesses go in and out of rotation. We can put together some form of group voting or there's always a method that we can find to make things fair, but there needs to be someone in charge of standing up for people on the platform, that's for certain, in my opinion. And for regarding new user onboarding? Um, well, I mean, the same story stands there. We can't just open it up to whoever, I mean, the person with the most 
stake get to allow anyone that they want onto the platform that doesn't really work either it needs to be managed by more than one person for one thing and those people need to be voted in by the community for another so i do like the way we're doing it with witnesses for now right one of the things that i also wanted to comment on is is, is people participate in centralized uh, efforts every day this talk right now, all of you are here, is a centralized talk. It's a centralized place where people can meet together. When you blog, I've mentioned this before, that when you blog, you can blog decentralized in such a fashion that you blog on your computer and then you close it and don't show it to anybody. You know that That's not helpful to everybody unless you have a centralized platform where everybody can see the post together and share together, right? Um, a blockchain by its very nature is a centralized ledger it's just held up in a decentralized fashion. So once we stop focusing on decentralized and centralized as stop words in a discussion, I think then you get a little bit more healthy um, concepts coming in forward because I think these two words are used and abused a little too frequently. So um, unless you had something else to say, Sir Liam Blue, I thought maybe we could take a caller soon. Um, I think Eroded Thought posed a very good I don't know, questions, suggestion there. Um, I mean, there is most definitely a way we could track who approves and rejects accounts, but that isn't implemented just yet. That It becomes uh, difficult. I would like to see the power uh, come from certain respected members of the community involved as well, in, in, instead of just witnesses, for instance. Um, Maybe at some point it goes through an initial vetting process through witnesses where they're just not sure, or they, the, the application comes pre-approved. Somebody gives them a referral link, and that referral link can be like, oh, well, that's easy to spot. This person was referred by this person. And maybe a history of tracking where you'd be like, okay, this person, 90% of the people they've sent uh, turned out to be decent versus this person, only 24% of the people that they've referred have actually panned out something to that degree that that way there's an inherent responsibility based on how they actually heard the the platform or got referred to it that might work that's just one example but there could be more that is a very interesting prospect to me but um if anyone else has anything to input there i'd like to hear it Do we have anybody from the audience that would like to comment, uh, voice or text? I guess we should be paying attention to the text chat uh, as well. Ah, so as PowerPix mentioned, whoever is in charge of the server is actually able to see who is putting people in and denying people's applications, but that isn't uh, public for everyone yet. That's really good. Another thing that I'd like to, to comment on is, is this seems to be an un, um, a growing, I want to say disease or phenomenon, where when you, when you have any particular subject, you get a high volume of people telling you what they don't want. This is no good for that. I don't want that because of this, that won't work because of that. And it's frustrating when you can't get any constructive things like saying, okay, listen, that won't work because of that, but this might work. 
or here's a solution you could check into. I think that as we get more positive, constructive solutions, then it becomes easier. Um, so with every negative thing of that won't work and won't work uh, kind of idea, if there's something that you could bring along with it that could work, that's very helpful. Definitely agreed with you there. Um, the solution you mentioned using referral links, that's interesting and that is something that could be handled just like we all have our own mana that recharges daily. Maybe everyone could get a set amount of invite links or based on stake, whatever you want to, to say. I don't know, everyone has their own opinion there, but there's definitely something doable. Well, one of the benefits is the blockchain allows you to use your memo key to sign something. So you could go through a key, uh, an invite link generator, sign that with your key. And then once it's signed with your key, it could be traced back to you as to where that person came from. Um, and who knows, maybe there could be other things too, is that you maybe if you, if you flag somebody that you've already led onto the platform, you, your flag counts like 400% more because, first of all, that person is linked to you in some way. And um, if you're self-curating and flagging your own person that you voted, that says a lot for something. most definitely agreed with you there um i don't know how to answer that for you eroded does anyone have the answer to how many wls sign up tokens are in existence right now So only 100 plus, that's not bad at all. I wonder if we could use, no, that's not enough. I mean, we'd have to come up with some sort of limitation on how many invites we want to be able to give out per, yes, Krista, come. I just wanted to touch base on the sign up WOS really quick because people message me about it all the time. Um, that was only meant to be a temporary solution to a problem we were having. So they're being used very selectively right now. So if there's a problem where you can absolutely not sign up using your BitShares memo key, you're having all sorts of issues, you've tried and tried and tried, then I would use them. Um, otherwise, I mean, there's really not a need for it. Uh, the sign-up system works pretty well for 95% of the people that try to sign up with it. That is all good news, and it is good to have a backup. Um, I noticed... I'm not sure what day this argument was, but the last time on the platform we were all discussing the sign-up. Um, someone was comparing it to Steam. Does anyone know the process that they use? Well, initially they were taking Facebook and Reddit. If you had an account on either one and you could prove it, then, then you could get an account initially if you didn't get it mined. Um, and then it's transitioned past that. I don't know what the the newest. It, then they went to email only, I think, for a bit there. Um, and the way it is today is, I saw somebody saying they, they've closed signups or something temporarily. Well, I mean, months ago I sent my uh, cousin the signup link so she could try and get an account on there, and nothing ever happened from it. We never even heard back. So I'm not surprised about that. But I was just. I brought that up because I heard, or 
I saw some users saying that perhaps our method was a bit centralized, but I, I don't think we're doing anything different. I'd assume from there, even with the email sign up, it still goes through to some sort of live person checking it. One thing that I uh, caught my my eye is last night I kept thinking about the call today and how about how I was going to talk about the need for being able to identify people and beyond just based on a, a an alias name or or blogs or something like that or their past history. After I was done all of that, I noticed this article on CoinDesk which talked about that the creator of the ERC20 mechanism is coming out with ERC753 which is a need for being able to identify different people of some way. And as soon as you hear about identifying people, it shuts you down right away. You're like, I don't want to be identified. I like my anonymity. Fine, but but that's that's Dan Larimer first that, that addressed that concept. Here's this guy from Ethereum addressing that concept. I'm coming out with this this idea that, you know, that truly that's the only way to really police. Police, I hate these words. The only true way to ensure that there's a positive way for communities to interact without disruptors controlling the, 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 the communication or downvaluing the effort and the token because there's nothing worse than, and I still don't get it to this day. I, I've written a, a, a post recently which earned 1,200 WLS. Now I think I could easily run some fake accounts and upvote myself not, or reward myself and share through about 15 different accounts and I might make from nothing, I might be able to make a good 50 WLS, maybe 100. But it's so much better and easier and faster to just contribute something legitimate to the community that they appreciate. I don't understand the mentality of these people, but as long as you, you can't, you can't, teach people or educate them or or work with them one-on-one -on -one to a point that they're like okay I see it now they're still going to use whatever tactic they have up their sleeve so we're gonna have to come up with a way of identifying problem areas and then having the tools necessary to combat them and that's gonna begin and end with community involvement that's what this this whole talk is you know it's it's easy to come to a couple of people on stage, Surly and Blues and Teleguy's community chat, listen to us up here like an audience member, eat popcorn while you do it and go, well, as long as somebody's talking about it and they're concerned about it, I guess eventually something's going to get done about it. It's not going to get done about it unless the community steps up, brushes off their mic or their keyboard and actually has something meaningful to contribute Solutions that other people be like, hey, I propose this, and and fifteen other people go, that's actually a dynamite idea. Then there's coders there be like, good, dynamite ideas is what I change into code, right? I can totally code that. So you know, engagement and talking and sharing is the root of this platform. I'd like to see that's kind of what the community shows are going to be for. I'm fully agreed with you, Intelligai. I'd like to open up the floor to some community members soon, but um, I also wanted to add in there, it doesn't have to be an amazing idea. Any idea usually bounces off someone else pretty well, so sometimes it's just soundboarding that helps, you know what I mean? I mean, if you've got an amazing idea, that's better, but...
Okay, the floor is open if anybody has anything to say or wants to come in. I apologize, our first show is not going to be as fluid as you may expect, but we're going to get there. Deranged has some stuff that he's typing to you guys if one of you wants to read it out. Yes, I am just reading through that now. I like the first thing, the second thing you said, or the latest thing you said, Deranged. Um, I mean, taking away things from people in general, that's very police. We have to tread lightly on those borders. But I have been wanting a way to stop these stupid bots from auto-voting my accounts and earning curation from it. That definitely is an issue. See the concept. The, the concept deranged is is that what you just said. I just pinpointed two things that that need to be addressed. When you said if we find an account, and if we disable their upvote, um, I, I guess you're meaning the community at large. But that becomes a dicey thing. As how does the community at large find an account together, and how do they disable the upvote together? So we already have um, iGemai. I think that's how you say it with the um the plagiarism stuff that's going on oh jamie sorry um but so she's already doing that and <clears throat> i talked to steam cleaners um yesterday on steamit about implementing that sort of a system here on well shares and it is too expensive to bring the exact same thing over here. Um, and <clears throat> their suggestion would be to um, identify the accounts that would be um, blacklisted on or from Steam Cleaners. We would implement a global blacklist like what Steam Cleaners does. Um, but instead of flagging, we have a way of writing in the code to disable their ability to get upvotes. And then the um, one thing we do with Steam Cleaners is the people, once they're identified um, and flagged by Cheetah, they have to make a like an apology post and they have to post for seven days. They have to post original content for seven days. And if they're able to do that, then they're reevaluated after the seven days. And then the flags are lifted and they're taken off the blacklist. So if they can prove to the community here that they can not, not scam, um, plagiarize, all of that, then yeah it's basically a timeout um to where they're not stealing from the reward pool they're not plagiarizing people's content um stuff like that then they can get the ability to earn again um but that would be something through um that would have to be implemented um in code to where we can disable their ability to get upvotes if i can find here real quick and just mention that the plagiarism and all that type of stuff was really big on Steam. It, and I think it was so 
passing Google created this ULOG thing and the community that was involved there that plagiarism uh, went more to original content. Well, and one of the things here is uh, you've got projects like Pixel um, and the Pixel tag is one of the, the largest tags. Um, and so a lot of the abuse is coming with photography, stuff like that mainly um, macro insect photography right now. That's what a lot of the stuff that we're seeing. And so like if, if we can figure out a way to like put them on timeout, um, the, we, we would need something from one of the, the top accounts giving them like a daily thing that they could post and earn sort of like you logs here. Um, but that would have to be like a community type initiative that they could use as an alternative. Yes, I would definitely see that being managed by the community, but I could also see that being done. I think that would solve a lot of issues, obviously not all of them, but what do you guys think? Well, one of the concerns I have about blacklists is the Marky Mark runs a blacklist over on Steam, and when you go to his GitHub to look at the blacklist, it's like a mile and a half long. It just keeps going on and on and on. And and it's hard to believe that every single person on the blacklist is a unique scammer or spammer. They just they see, oh, my account's been flagged. Okay, I'll start another account and do the same thing. I'll, I'll start another account and do the same thing. And so they're running fast away from the blacklist, as faster than the blacklist can blacklist them. And then it becomes a game of, you know, cat and mouse. And that's frustrating. Um, you know, there's something to be said about things like, for instance, probationary periods. See, now we're getting into the, the rules, but I mean, there's merits in some of these things. Proba probationary period is you've got to exist on the platform, have a certain amount of engagement over a certain amount of time before finally your account becomes, you know, you can unlock it. Or you have to build up a reputation where a certain number, uh, number of people that have already earned their reputation can remove you from uh, that. And it doesn't have to always come from witnesses or it doesn't have to always come from certain community members. It could be the, the community in, in general. If you pass your probationary period, which is a lot, a lot of people don't want to spend that much time on, on something. But if they did, I mean, then the rewards become there and that keeps all the rewards for all the people that have already passed their probationary period, not have to play games with somebody else. There's There's that aspect as well. Another thing I came up with in my with uh, an idea was a cash over short. Like you know, if any of you worked in retail, the cash register is never on target. It's off by a few cents or a few dollars or something like that. Where a certain group or the code itself, or there's some way of cash overing short somebody's account. When you'd be like, huh? And what you basically do is, is you lock up. Uh, some of their their stake that it can't be transferred and it can't be powered down, um, you know, pending a 30-day cooldown period or something to that degree. And if the, once they pass that 30-day cooldown period, it comes reactive again until such time that they do something and then it locks it again. Because of the way vesting happens over a series of weeks, they'd be encouraged not to hit that 30-day cooldown period. So, I mean... The end goal of what we need to do 
what what kind of interesting, unique ways we can do to a bad actor is there. It all becomes down to who triggers it and how's it how how easily is it gamed or abused the trigger itself so i mean there's very interesting fun ways of dealing with this kind of stuff that could have a real lasting result and and these problems we're worried about today and seeing every day would be gone tomorrow or gone next year and we'd be the first social media decentralized blockchain that could do it but it's all about how do we start to employ these things and how do we talk about it so um, I look forward to the after party and more calls now. I'm using the Marky Mark, sorry, build a whale um, as a failed uh, account of a blacklist is a bad idea because when they do a blacklist, they don't uh, provide any sort of support for that. I only know that because uh, Marky has me as like a Marky Mark fan club member in his build a whale. And I get messages all the time from people. How do I get off the blacklist? Now, they wouldn't have been messaging me because I'm not associated. I don't work with Build-A-Whale at all. But um, I get messages from people all the time because I'm a different color in there, right? So they're not offering the support that Deranged was talking about. Like, um, you have to post. You have to apologize. You have to show that you can make good quality content. So I like the idea of a blacklist uh, utilized in a different way than what um, just you're on this blacklist now and fuck you. Because that's basically what it comes down to with that. Um, I'm definitely in agreement about the Marky Mark style blacklist. Those are cheap. They get some form of job done, but not a good one in any manner. Um, I think Intelliguy brought up a very good point, though. We really need to be deciding what constitutes a bad actor before we really decide how to punish them. Um, JG Lake, in response to your reputation system, I've tried to think of, I think, at least three different ones for different situations on this platform. And each time I come up with that idea, it can be gamed in a way unless you do a fair one-to-one -one vote. And that doesn't really fly on these types of platforms. One thing about that is um, if you start building an army for flagging, somebody somewhere is going to start building their army too and it just ends bad for everybody most definitely that will just cause a war on both sides um i saw something written by powerpix recently it was talking about official fuzzy's original plans for this platform and that he believes that a user's stake is to use as their own. And I think that largely, I mean, we're all going around here talking about bad actors. I'd like to actually hear some of the bad actions that we're discussing. Well, one of the things that that comes back to is, is um, if you have a block, <laughs> This goes to more of a psychological thing, but it's it's kind of holds some merit. If you, in the grand scheme of things, right, we have one internet. And it doesn't matter if you are um, a spammer or if you're a blogger or if you're a vlogger or you're a journalist or 
you're selling games or you're doing whatever you are, you can use the internet, right? The internet has a value attached to it that is unknown to everybody else. You don't, if you have access to the internet, you either pay a monthly fee for it or you go to the favorite coffee shop and they win for you using the internet. And the idea of the internet is, is that there's, you can find what you want and you can ignore or hide what you don't want for the most part. And a blockchain like whale shares could be kind of the same idea. If you have a bunch of people like me that like people like me and want to follow people like me, I could go into the IntelliGuy group of some sort that I set up and then there'd bunch of, be a bunch of copies of me in there that we all talk about the same sort of thing and we're all happy because we're that's all we're doing. Um, and at the same time, if you have the scammer group, they can go ahead and create their own scammer group and talk about the latest way of cheating people. And I guess that would hold some value too. And as long as there is a mechanism there where one group was um, becoming more valuable on, on people that are holding more whale stake than another group. I mean, that's where Steam kind of was going with its smart media tokens. Segregation of group, being able to successfully mute people. If you have trolls on your blog that you don't want to see, you should be able to mute them. If you want to have an invite-only group or a certain people only on your feed, you should be able to cater your style to that. It works on the same concept as whale shares can be the chain for everybody in a social atmosphere. And if you simply want to go back to the days of Facebook where you only see your friends and your friends' posts, maybe there will be a mechanism for that. I think there's something that's been brewing on that. From the community mindset, I haven't seen it yet, and neither have you, but there's some talk about that's where the level of graduation was going to go to at some point. Is filtering your own view on the chain enough? Um, the only trouble we have is the reward pool. Everybody keeps bringing it back to the reward pool. And if one group is trying to contribute, but they need the tokens to do so, and they're failing because they're coming, they're they're becoming worthless by the scammers who are obtaining them and selling down the value of the token on the exchange. Because hey, these tokens are given to me for free, and I didn't have to do much to get them. They sell at any price. They'll sell at 0.02 BTS if they have, if as long as somebody's buying it for 0.02 BTS, they don't care. And then if it means they got to scam more, then they just scam more to sell more. Those are the ones that we really got to focus on. So there's always going to be have to be an, um, a mechanism for handling people that are like just blatantly cheating the system, unfortunately. Now, Fuzzy has a different way of saying that. I'd like for him to come on one of these shows or listen to this archive and explain how he can have a system where there is no, um, it's a free-for-all and the good will emerge because the good are prevented from emerging as long as you have the bad holding them down, is my aspect. Well, this is just a personal idea that I've been tying with, and I think I may have posed it to you and tell a guy, but the idea of multiple reward pools, it's an interesting solution in that regard for me. Ooh, multiple reward pools. Well, that's kind of like smart media tokens, but a different way of saying the same thing. Huh. That's interesting. I don't. I haven't done a lot of research into SMTs. I saw the whack of a process they put into it, and I <laughs> just closed the screen right there. <laughs> um, yeah, as I said, it's definitely not a solution, but it is an interesting idea I've been playing with, and I wouldn't want 
the idea of the reward pool to stop anyone from playing with the idea. You know what I mean? Well, there's some aspects, again, I've seen and heard of these technologies, like, here's where I do the cough, cough, share bits. Um, but where, you know, like, imagine this, if I went to your post and I loved it to death, not only did I give you a reward from reward pool, but I also gave you an IntelliToken with it, right? Then I'd be like, here you go, right? Like, that was such a dynamite post. I want you to have this extra little thing. Um, that's kind of what whale tokens were for. If you read the white paper, which I did again, it doesn't matter how many times I read the white paper, I find something new in it every time, or the whale paper, rather. Whale paper mentioned that, you know, whale tokens were used for uh, vetted community members that would run certain projects, become official whale tokens based on the community that they were intended to support. For instance, you would have a photography um, whale token, maybe, or a music whale token, or, you know, different uh, whale tokens that serve certain communities or projects that they supported, right? That concept holds true. So, you know, you, with, the, with the adoption of winning whale tokens or having a whale token uh, maintainer distribute tokens to your particular project, it kind of gives the, uh, the idea that your project, if it was valid and got free whale tokens, could reward itself enough from the reward pool that it would have a huge amount of WLS as a result of its, up, uh, its reward um, that it earned versus somebody that had no project who was just scamming the system and couldn't get the same amount without buying it. So the good people would outpace themselves based on the whale tokens themselves. The problem, as we heard before, is that when somebody was just taking whale tokens for the sole purpose of self-promoting themselves, that's where they had to be restricted on the market at that point because that's not what the goal of the whale tokens were for. But that's kind of, I think... I think what we have here is is multiple pieces of the puzzle that can work. It's just that the puzzle isn't put together yet in in its full form. So we can see that until it is completed as a full picture, um, we're we're kind of everything's kind of clunky right now. With the new things that are coming out in the new year, with the new things that cough cough share bits, the new things about what you're proposing, I think that we have to keep working on these issues and fine-tuning them um, and then just keep at the engagement. The people in this room are terrific. I'm starting to recognize so many names that are here multiple times a week for the different shows. There's, I wrote that in my last post. I'm like, the, in the blockchain, who do you trust? Who do you value? Who do you look up to? You know, that is important. And that's what I kind of look for in, in people every day. You know, I don't necessarily uh, just come here for rewards. There's an easier way for me to make rewards than to spend countless time in Discord unpaid. But I do that because when I give a value, I receive value back. And this is where I want to be. And I apologize for my little tangents, by the way, people. I, you know me by now. I, I go off on them. I apologize. We love you, Tangents and Telica. Um, I'm most definitely in agreement with you there. I love this platform too, and I want to do anything I can to keep it going in a direction that is good for everyone. You said something there I really liked about... Um, give me a second. I will touch back, touch on, back that. on that. Let's, 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 let's echo what uh, Crazy Chris is saying. People are a store of value, and that is true. 
That is true. We use tokens as as and blockchains as a measurement of something, but truly at the end of the day, it's people that we're trying that we value, people that we need to engage with and people that we need to share and learn from. And it's people that we're trying to find in the dark here. Everybody keeps saying, you know, it's code is law and code does everything. Code is only here to support people finding people and people rewarding people and people uh, collaborating with and finding other people to collaborate with. Steam Monsters is 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 a crappy product if nobody uses it, right? The only reason Steam Monsters is popular is just that you can, you know, engage with other people and play together with them and you can showcase your rewards as compared to what other people might have. So, you know, it's people that make up the systems, not not tokens and everything else. So, as long as we keep that mental focus of what whale shares can bring, I think we're all going to do well. Uh, what you were saying about only having a portion of the plan right now, I think that's very true. We're in very early stages, and we're seeing some slightly freaky things that we've all seen where they lead on other platforms, and that's scary to us. But a lot of these users, if they were joining our platform in the state that Steam is in right now, they wouldn't be making two tokens a day, you know what I mean? Um, uh, this is just early days. So you mentioned, Sir Liam Blue, that you have you've been working 